The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. All right, now the January blues uh, are a phenomenon, and of course, the the syndrome called SAD, whereby people suffer uh, bouts of depression, and sometimes, you know, I'm, I, I always say. Uh, if you're not depressed, you don't understand the situation. You know, you have the expense of Christmas. It is, you know, it's not, the sun is not shining. Uh, it gets dark early and for people who like to walk in the evenings and so on. So it's a great pleasure to to disentangle and, and uh, see what can be done to help people with this. To welcome back Professor uh, Brendan Kelly, he of the Professor of Psychiatry at Trinity College Dublin. I'm delighted. And the thing I found most fascinating about this entire week is so many people, whether it's sport or uh, different items, I, it's the only chance I get to speak to them is actually when I come in here on air. But Brendan, uh, how are you and a happy new year to you? Happy New Year, New Year, Ivan. It's lovely to hear you. Um, I, I still haven't got over the, the shock and the hurt and the pain of when you said that you clinically diagnosed me as a psychopath. Do you remember that? Well, Ivan, I think you overinterpreted. I think what I said was the nation was not ready for a full psychological analysis of you. And I think that remains <laughs> the case. And we have a good sense of humour, both of us. Now, tell me about the depression statistics in January. Is this a real phenomenon? Well, there's a few things going on here, Ivan. First, there is just the the sadness or the glumness about the end of Christmas and another new year and the dark evenings and so forth. And look, I guess that's just part of life. But it is true that there is a small number of people who are disproportionately affected by this to the point that it becomes reasonable to say they have something called seasonal affective disorder, SAD or SAD. And these are people for whom this dip in mood is more than you might normally expect, maybe a bit more than can be explained. And it looks more like depression than simply a problem of living or uh, sort of being uh, having the January blues. And for these people, their mood is low, particularly low, but also there's a sort of a hibernation type thing goes on. A little bit of extra sleeping, overeating, weight gain, social withdrawal. And again, these are all things people note at or after Christmas. But for some people, they do get to the point of severity where they where it's reasonable and helpful to describe it as a disorder or seasonal affective disorder. And of course, the stigma about all forms of mental health, I think, are gone. One in four of us, and I've been through therapy myself, at some stage in their life will uh, suffer some uh, mental uh, ill health. So uh, is, is what, what should people do insofar as not be too hard on yourself uh, to say, look, this is just part of my character, my personality. The evenings will stretch out. March will come. The clocks will go forward. Uh, what's, what's the right way to handle it in terms of self-awareness if you actually feel this way? Well, if you feel this way, it is important to be compassionate towards yourself. You know, um, you you can help yourself in certain ways. You know, you can uh, notice that it's happening, seek the support of other people. Do try and go outside. I mean, light has an enormous amount to do with it, which is why this tends to happen at this time of year. You know, if if going outside isn't possible or just you can't do enough of it or it doesn't work, you can go ahead and get something called a light box. This is a gizmo. Uh, Some of them look a bit like iPads and they emit uh, a very high intensity light. Uh, The intensity is 10,000 lux of light. It's just very, very bright. And if you kind of expose yourself or rather 
not expose yourself. That's an extremely bad phrase. If you simply have this in the room with you for 20 or 30 minutes each morning for a week or two, you will find that the this extra light very often gives that little boost and helps you through the more difficult weeks of this. It is important to talk to a doctor before you buy one of these things and use it. It need, You need to check its specifications. But a properly uh, structured light, a SAD lamp is what it's called, SAD lamp, bought from a reliable uh, pharmacy or the like, can help a lot of people make up that light deficit and help uh, uh, um, improve the seasonal effective disorder. That's a new one on me, Brendan. I mean, like, uh, from five o'clock until sort of 8am, it is dark. I, I, I mean, what people do is, like in this studio, they're very bright lights. I mean, what's the difference between a sad lamp and an ordinary light bulb? Ah, well, a sad lamp is actually much, much brighter. Light intensity is a very strange thing, um, Ivan. On an average day outside, the intensity might be 10,000 lux, the same as these lamps I'm talking about. But even a bright TV studio inside, it's only a thousand lux. So this is really quite intense light. But it's very important if someone buys a sad lamp to check it is for seasonal affective disorder, where it will have this high intensity of light and very little UV light. Light, which isn't helpful. And you do need to be careful because some lamps have high UV light for dermatological conditions. So the theory is that having this sad lamp with its 10,000 looks of light on each morning for 20 or 30 minutes um, before, you know, early in the morning when you're up having breakfast, you can just leave it there and you can be walking around and um, and so on, just kind of keep it generally pointed at you for 20 or 30 minutes each morning. It tends to help people during the difficult weeks and it is no harm for other people as well. So you don't need to sit down staring at it simply to be in the room with it um, uh, a little bit. You know, it should be a bit away from your face, not right up in your face. Um, and uh, this tends to help some people who are particularly sensitive to the light deprivation part of seasonal affective disorder. It's not enough on its own. Going out, nothing beats going outside. Even one of these lamps inside isn't as good as going outside uh, if it's bright. So that tends to be the number one. Okay. My text screen is lit up here with questions uh, uh, for you. But just before I come to them, would you recommend people see a GP, maybe get a prescription for anti uh, light antidepressants? Um, yeah, it's important to see a GP because sometimes people can become depressed uh, at this time of year and it's not seasonal affective disorder. It can be more serious kind of depression, which does require, if you like, medical assessment. And I wouldn't use one of these lamps unless recommended to do so by a doctor. They're not on prescription, but I would seek medical advice because it is very helpful, even if you come back a few months later, just to have that baseline discussion with the GP. Antidepressants can be helpful for some people if they have full symptoms of depression but not if it is a very seasonal kind of seasonal affective disorder. The evidence simply isn't there and it's really a light and the changing of the seasons that helps with that. Okay, so the first texter says, I don't suffer from depression, but I do suffer badly with the lack of sunlight. A couple of years ago, I started to book a cheapest chip sun holiday for a short break in either January or November. If you can manage it, I highly recommend it. Like here, we're, we're getting all the adverts for your summer holiday, your sun break, with the kids and book it now and and all of that and we've covered that item earlier in the week maybe it's more sensible when the weather is gorgeous in Ireland that you actually take your holidays in January would you say that's an antidote? 
Yes, uh, if you certainly if you took a trip to a very sunny country, that would get you as much light, if not more, than what I'm describing. So that that would be good. Obviously, I suppose there are environmental concerns about everyone, the entire country suddenly flying off to Spain in the sure, middle of winter. Sure, yeah. But nonetheless, the point is well taken. That certainly a break from routine is good, and a big blast of light into our bodies can very much help with uh, seasonal affective disorder for many people. I suffer from anxiety and find all the pressure to totally transform your whole life in January is massively overwhelming. Every message is about weight loss, joining gyms. I prefer to stay in and avoid people as much as I can uh, till closer to springtime. Is, is all that kind of new resolution, new you, actually detrimental? For some people, it is very detrimental. A lot depends on your personality. Some people like the new start and they spring out of bed in the new year full of joy. But for a lot of us, we should focus more in January and February on self-acceptance and realizing, look, we are who we are. There are limitations and there are very good things. We don't need to transform ourselves. If we want to make changes in our lives, a new year starts every single morning, not just January 1st. So sometimes waiting for the weather to come can give you the the, you know, the bright start that you need to make some changes. Certainly nobody should feel pressure to do anything on January 1st. It is a difficult time to start doing anything with so little light and just after Christmas. Here's, here's a completely different point. Seasonal affective disorders. My mood plummets in summer. Though I love the bright days, I find the noise distressing. Lawnmowers, barbecues, DIY, power washers. Is there is there a polar opposite of the winter? SAD? Yes, there absolutely is. It's called Summer Pattern SAD. And this is a group of people who um, often it's trouble sleeping in the summer that, that lies at the heart of this. They can also get a poor appetite, restlessness and various kinds of anxiety. That's Summer Pattern SAD. And if I am honest, I find the summer difficult in that way myself rather than the winter. I love the darkness and the dark evenings. Um, but for some people, it is the opposite pattern. Now, that tends not to be as severe, but it is a little difficult, Ivan, because everyone else is going around being full of happy and sunshine. So if you're not really feeling that, that can be a little bit alienating. But for that uh, texter, they can look up Summer Pattern SAD, and there is some helpful information online about trying to trying to manage that. Uh, focusing on the positives, someone says, evenings are going to get longer. Daffodils and tulips will be up soon. Leopardstown Champions meeting, the Cheltenham Festival, uh, Snooker Masters, World Championship. The, I, actually, one of the things I console myself with the winter, you know, all the Premier League, all the soccer sports are predominantly, rugby, are all predominantly winter sports. And that is a real positive for me anyway. I wonder, is that an evolutionary thing, Ivan, that these uh, moved to the winter in order to get us through the dark times? But the improvement in the weather can be harnessed. Some people start the res resolution in January because they know that their resolve will start to fade. But as it does, as it fades, then the weather will kick in and give them the boost that they need. I do like the idea of relying on the daffodils and the tulips because they will always appear but I think relying on Cheltenham for happiness is a little more questionable. Well, we'll agree to disagree on that one now. I got a great sad lamp from an Irish company called Brighter Day. It was so helpful for my teenage son who suffers this time every year. Not cheap, but very helpful. So an endorsement for that. Um, if summertime stayed year round, it would be a good idea for our mental health. Give us back our evenings and the clock change. Are you a fan of uh, uh, wintertime and summertime? 
Oh, it's wintertime and summertime is really complex because the darkness does affect our mood. There is no doubt about that. And that's what we're talking about today. On the other hand, biologically, our bodies are built for rhythms, daytime, nighttime, weekday, weekend, uh, and winter and summer. And our bodies do well when there are appreciable rhythms. So the, the changing of the clock does affect some people's sleep, although there are other arguments and economic and financial ones, um, I guess, in favour of it and against it. But the overall living in an eternal summer would not bring us the happiness that we might fantasize it would. We are built for seasons. Professor of Psychiatry at Trinity College Dublin, and my thanks to Brendan Kelly for sharing those insights and understanding of uh, people who have suffered from the January blues and the seasonal affective uh, disorder. Thank you as always. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.